Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Today is February the 24th, 2023, and this is Cast It With Chris, the NBA betting show slash podcast, presented to you guys, as always, by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. It's early, early, early in the morning on February the 24th on a Friday. We got a lot of NBA action. Not a lot that I really like, man, after kind of looking at the card, though. So um, we'll get into, you know, a couple a couple plays that I am looking at. Uh, I Officially, I have putting money down or nothing. I'm always transparent and honest with you guys. Not going to force a, you know, a bunch of plays or even a few plays uh, just to have, you know, plays for the show. I, I handicapped these games last night. Not in complete detail. Um, kind of, you know, trying to watch some of the action last night as well. So I don't have a, uh, you know, complete analysis around any of these games. But if you guys want to, feel free to drop your plays in the chat. Uh, let me know what you guys are on um, today. And, uh, you know, by the by, you know, by the time the, the game start later on this evening, I do have a, uh, an additional show that I'll be doing this evening as well, along with the Crispy Cap and NBA show. So we'll get to it, man. I'll let, definitely let you guys know what I'm looking at. But um, if you if you guys are, you know, enjoying the content yesterday, I know we, we did have a perfect you know segue to the recap. Uh, if you guys are enjoying the content, you know, be sure to, to consider supporting the channel by hitting the like button and sharing the show as well. Uh, quick recap of last night. We did go 2-0 yesterday. Uh, Cavs minus four. Sweatiest bet probably I ever had in my life. Um, I'm sorry. That's not supposed to say Cavs minus four. That's supposed to, let me let me fix that. That's supposed to say uh, Sixers minus four. Uh, crazy how they were able to get that done last night, but they did. Um, so, you know, they ended up winning that game. I watched it from start to finish. Uh, winning the game late, going on a on a – uh, crazy run in the fourth quarter, but they got the job done. And then the Thunder plus the two, uh, they did everything they could to lose the game last night after being up. I think they only scored like 16 or 18 points in the fourth quarter, just just threw their game away last night. Uh, and a game that they needed, Laurie Marketing kind of took over in the, in the second half, specifically in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought the Thunder would win the game, but the plus two did cash. And I talked about that yesterday, gave that out uh, as my as my other best bet of the day. So 2-0 yesterday. Always looking to build upon that. Um, and let's talk about some of the games for today, man. So we got we got quite a few games for today. Uh, we already got some line movement as well. I'll tell you guys what I was looking at last night, but I didn't get to didn't get to the window on any of this yet. So yesterday I talked about how uh, you know moving forward, I only want to kind of make the show you know a, a little small. Excuse me, I want to make the show a little a little smaller and condense it a little bit by only sharing my best bets. Uh, for today so I don't have any best bets for today you guys can see at the bottom now best bets today pending because I don't have anything official uh just quite yet I am looking at you know a couple of these games um uh in these spots and wanting to one in the back a few teams so I'll go through them real quick the Knicks and the Wizards Wizards are one and a half point favorites which to me kind of indicates that Bradley Bill will play but we don't know that 100%. Bradley Bill is listed as questionable in this game. You also got a lot going on on the Knicks side uh, as well uh, with uh, Mitchell Robinson returning to practice yesterday. And they say he looked good, so he is listed as questionable for this game. It'll be his first game uh, play with the Knicks in, I think, about three weeks, maybe maybe even a little bit longer than that. He, he had uh, missed some time, some time, and he does you know impact this game significantly with his ability to be able to rebound the ball. Um, and with the, you know, with the break, not, not quite sure if he does come back, how many minutes Tibbs going to give him in this game. One thing I was looking at was the, I was actually looking at the over in that game. Uh, these two teams typically go under when they do play. 
but the Knicks are eight and two um, to the over as as road dogs with a total of lower than two twenty that that's lower than two hundred and twenty five points, uh, total of two hundred twenty five points or lower. The Knicks are also six and one um, to the over when they're revenging the same season loss on the road this season. So uh, the the game that um, Bradley Bill came back was the game that the Knicks actually lost at home. I remember being – I don't know if I was on the Knicks or not, but I, I remember thinking that the Knicks would win that game, and that's when Bradley Bill kind of came back and uh, started that run for them. I think they went something like 5-0 and straight up in against the spread. So Knicks actually scored in this spot, man. Uh, you also look at the Wizards, 8-3-1 and to the over when they're playing a the team they've already beaten this season. 4-1 specifically to the over when they're at home in that spot as well. So I think there's, uh, you know, I think the game could go over. I would wait, you know, to to see if Bradley Bill um, gets in. I think the Wizards also play at a much faster pace with Bradley Bill, um, without Bradley Bill, I'm sorry. Uh, so they, they typically score more points when, when Bradley Bill is in. Wizards have been impressive. They I don't know if people remember, but they did get a, a really, uh, you know, solid win um, right before the All-Star break, the last night, before the all-star break in Minnesota. So this team is, you know, trying to get to the play-in, uh, you know, get well, not even get to the play-in, but trying to move up in the standards in the Eastern Conference to potentially make some noise. They are one of those teams in the Eastern Conference that have, you know, dealt with a lot of injuries throughout the season. I think there's a small selection of games, uh, you know, where both Bradley Bill, well, all three of Bradley Bill, Porzingis, and, um, you know, Kyle Kuzma have all played in. So, that's what I'm looking at in that game. I think it's pretty difficult to, you know, kind of cap a total to, to cap a side without all of the information. Um, next game I wanted to talk about just a tad bit. The the Cavs and the Hawks. Interesting, interesting game here because you get you get the Hawks uh, you know, as a home favorite, which is crazy when you're thinking about them playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have played this team really, really close, uh, you know, a couple times. They also have some injuries. I think John Collins is gonna be out in this game. Um, and then I think on the Cavs side, they did rest Ricky Rubio last night so that he would be available in this game. Uh, Cavs second night of a back to uh, second second leg of a back to back. It's a, a home road back to back as well. They did lose last night in Denver um, in a game that I almost took them in. I'm glad I, I stayed away from them. Um, they they just they they just you know kind of fluctuate between being a really good team and then not a really good team. They. They, I watched the, the post-game interview, and I watched some of the game as well, and you just hear J.B. Bickerstaff say that they had 60 points in the paint, and that's where their advantage was last night. Uh, throughout three quarters, they had 60 points in the paint, and then fourth quarter comes, and they only have eight. Evan Mobley had 31 points, and I think uh, through three quarters, and I think he finished with 31 points, didn't score in the fourth quarter. So you could credit Denver's defense in that spot, but you could also say, also say Cleveland just – they lack that. They lack. Um, I think they lack uh, offense at, at times, right? When you got Darius Garland out there, Evan Mobley, you know Donovan Mitchell. That those are the three, you know, big main guys. But you know, they, you're you're counting on a lot of inconsistent players, in my estimation. When you start throwing in guys like Isaac Okoro, uh, you know, Dean Wade. Um, I, I I just don't I don't trust their bench as much. I do think Atlanta wins this game. One of the things I looked at was uh, road dogs, which the Cavs are in this spot now, off a of previous home loss on the second leg of a back-to-back this season. Those teams are one and nineteen straight up. That's a five. That's a ninety-five percent fade of the Cleveland Cavaliers in this spot. I'll say that one more time: road dogs off a of previous home loss on the second leg of a back-to-back um, this season. 
one and 19 straight up, only six and 14 against the spread, losing those games by an average of 16 points. Now, of course, we, you can't, you know, just take take the Hawks just based off that play alone, just based off that system alone and that query alone. Um, but I think it does, sh- you know, give a lot of strength to the Atlanta Hawks. Also, Atlanta just fired Coach Nate McMillan, and typically teams play extremely well after they fired their head coach. So, um, you know, Atlanta, they are shorthanded. Cavs typically struggle with guards, and Atlanta has guards, right? We know that they have DeJounte Murray. They have Trey Young. Um, so, you know, they, I think, I think they, I think the Cavs do struggle in this spot and, um, I want to back Atlanta, man. I just haven't gotten there yet, but I do want to back Atlanta. That's, you know, one of the ways that I'm looking as well. So, so far I gave you guys the Knicks and the Wizards to go over, um, not, not, not official, but that's the way I'm looking. And I'm looking at Atlanta to be able to cover the spread tonight with Cleveland exerting so much energy. They, they play, you know, well into uh, it's all the starters play four minutes. Now, granted, this is the you know first game after All Star break, so it's not like a third and four or you know a fourth and five. So you got to you know figure out how much you want to put you know into that equation because it's not like the Cavaliers are going to be extremely unrested in this spot. They are coming off the All Star break, so one another one of the reasons you know kind of just kind of conflicting trends, which is why I didn't pull the trigger on them yet. Uh, another game I want to touch on really quickly. Um, and let me just pull up, let me pull up all my leans so you guys can see them at the bottom. A couple more that, that I was looking at as well. None of these are official plays. Like I said, I haven't made any official plays yet. Um, OKC and Phoenix. I talked about this game. Uh, I talked about OKC winning last night and then losing tonight. OKC actually, they, I mean, I knew, I thought they would win last night. I, I know that they're not winning tonight. I don't think that they're beating this Phoenix Suns team, especially on the second leg of a back-to-back after going to overtime last night. You see the spread move from I think it was seven and a half um, last night uh, before uh, they went to overtime. And typically, you want to fade teams that go to overtime, especially if they plan on the second leg of a back to back, and they're not playing in the same exact gym that they played in the night before. So this is a nationally televised game tonight. The Phoenix Suns will be without Kevin Durant. He will not make his his uh, season debut for the Phoenix Suns tonight. Um, OKC. They while they play really really hard, and Shea Gildas Alexander is a, a bona fide superstar in this league. Like this dude can get buckets. The one thing that they struggle with, and I watched that game last night, of course, because I had money on it. The one thing they really struggle to do, they struggle to rebound the ball significantly. Struggle to rebound the ball, and this isn't like a you know just a, a one time type thing. This you can go look at the data. I, I don't have it pulled up right in front of me, but they quantif- the the data quantifies, you know, them struggling to rebound the ball. You even when they got stopped last night, you just see the Utah Jazz, who aren't the greatest rebounding team when you got guys like Kelly Olynyk out there. They don't have Jerry Vanderbilt anymore. Kelly Olynyk and Walker Kessler and uh uh um Laurie Marketing just dominating the the, the offensive the offensive glass every single time that they missed a shot in the fourth quarter, like they just wanted it more. Um, one thing I looked at, Phoenix is the 11th best rebounding team in the league. OKC is going to get terribly out-rebounded in this game tonight, um, in my estimation, with, you know, the Phoenix, with uh, OKC coming off that, you know, back to coming off the back-to-back and having to go to overtime last night. I, I looked at, um, t- since 2015, Teams that are road dogs of eight points or more because the Phoenix, because the, the OKC Thunder are in this spot. Teams that are road dogs of eight points or more coming off an overtime game when the second leg of a back to back, 
that aren't playing in the same gym. They're 0-6 straight up, 0-5-1 against the spread since 2015. So um, I'll say that one more time. Since 2015, teams that are road dogs of eight points or more coming off of an overtime game and they're playing on the second night of a back-to-back that, and they are also not playing in the same gym because you got to factor in the travel. Those teams are 0-6 straight up, 0-5-1 against the spread dating back to 2015. So that's a, you know, a, a nice query to, to back Phoenix here today, minus eight. I do feel like the lines are a tad bit inflated, but I think Phoenix should win this game um, probably by double digits. I think Chris Paul slows it down. I think Phoenix struggles to um, – I mean, I think OKC struggles to rebound the ball, which Phoenix does a, a pretty good job at. They're also going to have a handful, you know, trying to guard Devin Booker, even though Lou Dort will be out there tonight. Uh, Chris Paul and uh, I think Aiden probably has the biggest game out of any of the superstars for the Phoenix Suns, uh, just because he's the guy that, you know, typically is going to dominate in the paint. They they still struggle with, you know, with, with rim protection, even though they have a guy like Kendricks out there, um, who's a pretty good defender. Uh, I think they struggle tonight against Aiden and the boys. Uh, I'd be looking at Aiden props as well, but I didn't cap them yet. That they, they will be on my short list. So uh, what you guys see on the screen, I, I kind of went through a few of those leans. The Warriors' first half is uh, specific to the uh, Houston Rockets. First of all, I think uh, just no query attached at all. I think if the Rockets go – the Rockets are 10-point favorites tonight. Of course, they lost last night to the, to the Los Angeles Lakers. So this is the second night of a road home back-to-back. They're 10-point favorites tonight after being six-and-a-half-point dogs last night. Coach Kerr, for anybody who stayed up last night to watch the game, Coach Kerr did wave the white flag early in the fourth quarter. So the Warriors starters didn't play heavy minutes at all. Today, they're back at home. They need a win. The, the, the Warriors are not in, in great playoff seeding right now for people who didn't know. Not quite sure where, where they are seeded, but they're not in, <clears throat> you know, they're not in really good seeding right now. So, um, the Warriors will win this game tonight. I think that they will, they, they'll absolutely smack up um, the the uh, Houston Rockets. So one thing, the reason why I'm looking at the first half spread specifically is because I feel like if they're going, if the Warriors going to win this game, it's going to be because they probably come out and smash the Rockets early. Uh, the Rockets will be without Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. The Rockets are also just not trying to win games, man. A little bit more than that in a second, but. It's been two games this season so far where the Rockets have uh, been without Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. The Rockets are allowing their opponents to shoot a combined 49% from the field in both of those games and 40% from three as well. We know that the the Golden State Warriors uh, run at an extremely fast pace and they shoot the three-point ball well. And they typically shoot well from the field with or without Steph, especially when they're playing, you know, lesser competition. Um, Rockets on the second leg. I mean, Warriors on the second leg of a uh, road home back to back, like I said, but the starters didn't play heavy minutes. Also, there was an interview last week with uh, Tillman Furtada, I think is how you pronounce his name, and I could be butchering that. He's the Rockets owner. He was interviewed at Mardi Gras last week. And at the end of the, at the, end of the interview, I thought this was interesting. He said, pray for Victor. To me, that just solidifies that, you know, this team is, they're not trying to win. They don't want to get close to winning another game. I think they right currently they do have the worst record in the NBA with like 15 wins between them and San Antonio. Um, all the reason more, you know, to fade this team. I don't think that they'll be putting a competitive roster out there for most of the second half. I think you see, uh, you know, some of these guys kind of just shut it down and no and don't play. Uh, even if they do play, I don't think that they'll be competitive. I think the Warriors. You typically don't see a lot of teams on the second leg of a back to back. 
be favored by 10 points when they have to travel as well. So I think that's indicative. Uh, if the Warriors won on the second leg of a back-to-back, the spread might be 13 and a half. And, and, and that's with Steph Curry, you know, not being a part of it. So um, I would only be able to look towards the Warriors. I think you do take the first half spread, which should be something like four and a half, five and a half if the full game spread is, is 10. Um, so I, I do I do like that. The line for that hasn't come out yet. Um, and then I also have, uh, let's see, I have pool um, over five and a half assists. And that's that's indicative of, you just look at the Rockets. One thing I did do, because I was looking at pool points at first, the Rockets on the season allowed the most assists to point guards, nine and a half. Last seven games, they're, they're ninth. Uh, and, and they're also still giving up nine assists as well. Just other teams have been, been playing a little bit worse against the point guard position as far as allowing assists. You look at pool games. What I did was I looked at Jordan pool games at home uh, without Steph, and he's over five and a half assists right now is plus money on some on most most sports books. He's over five and a half assists in four of his last five games and five of his last seven games. So four or five is what eighty percent, and then five or seven is probably like eighty three percent, something like that. So I do like Jordan Poole to go over his assist prop today. We know that without Steph Curry, he typically has the ball in his hands a lot, and I think he does a lot of distributing. I think uh, you know the, the the Golden State Warriors hit a lot of hit a lot of shots tonight against a Rockets team that's you know just really probably not happy or motivated to play basketball. And and besides that fact, the Warriors just really need a win. So I think that they I think they make a lot of shots tonight. So those are the leans that I have for you guys, and just the explanation that I have for each one of them. I said these podcasts are going to be shorter. So I'm going to jump off here, but I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Um, announcement real quick that I want to make. I talked about it yesterday, but just in case people didn't, didn't you know, maybe people didn't uh, didn't get a chance to t- t- tap in yesterday or touch base. These shows will be shorter. I'm at 18 minutes right now, but I'm actually about to end this one. The Crispy Captain Evening Show uh, is going to be 5.30 to uh, about 6.15, 6.30 at the latest. Uh, just pushed it back about 15 minutes, even though today uh, it'll it'll actually I'm going to tweet this out later, but it'll actually be earlier today just for today. 515 uh, going back to the 515 time, because I do have a another show that I'm doing at six o'clock. Uh, that's not my show this evening. Um, and then, oh, as always, man, check out the podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, it's uploaded to all podcast streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of them. So check those pod- check the podcast out as well. Um, and as always, man, like I said, if you're enjoying the content, consider hitting the like button, supporting, uh, sharing the show as well. I appreciate everyone for tuning in with me this morning. Um, like I said, don't have anything official, but also not really wanting to, you know, give out anything that I'm, that I don't have my money on already. So that's what I'm on today, man. Best of luck to you guys. 515, tap back in with me. 515 Eastern time, tap back in with me for the Crispy Cap and NBA show, man. Only for today, though, 5.30 uh, moving forward uh, back on Monday. So uh, that's what I got. Best of luck to you guys today. Uh, I'm out.